Kelly, know the best part about taking two and a half months off? What? Is that you don't feel so mixed up! <laughs> oh, no. Confusion! Man, and it's a killing me. There's just too many people. And they're all too hard to please. As I was saying, I don't feel so mixed up anymore. You know, just... It's a very... It's a very weird feeling. You know, you don't feel that? It's just like, you feel... You miss the bunker a little, but you love the blockhouse. So we've been in the blockhouse now for a couple of days. It's really upsetting that you didn't say confusion. I'm like, my heart hurts. No, whatever. It's too late now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. Two months off, I forget how to do anything. Amazing. Two months. You just can't, can't take it off anymore. Kelly, we're here today to talk about what some people consider the first music video ever uh, or the precursor to the modern music video. A little song that we, we already did on Monday called Subterranean Homesick Blues. You enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. You know, I mean, that, that was kind of the, the, the apex of that episode. So this episode, though, we're going to be talking about the music videos. Before we get into it a little bit, you know, there's some cool little tidbits, if you will, some context where we can talk about I want to ask you two questions. Sure. Number one, what? how did you feel just straight up about this video by Bob Dylan? Oh, it's cool. I like it. Uh, I don't really remember it being in No Direction. Oh? Yep. I kind of do a little bit, but not... It wasn't highlighted or something. It was more that it just sort of slipped in there. It was just kind of like a thing. I'm sure at the time you were like, yeah, this is like a music video. Like, yeah. But I had no memory of it, so it was really neat. Like you can't be like two and a half minutes of just a fun little thing. Uh, And as I learned watching the other videos, mad props to Bob for holding all of the cards all by himself because people be getting assists. We are definitely going to be critiquing the big, the big players in this Bob Dylan homage parody game later in this episode. You're going to want to stick around for that because I think it's going to get pretty scathing. Oh, I did. My very first thought upon yes. watching this episode, or episode, watching this <laughs> video was, who's that homeless guy? Oh, it's Allen Ginsberg. Oh, it's Allen Ginsberg. But I did find, I remember that myself. Thank you. That's good. I was homeless dude. Oh, it's Allen Ginsberg. And you were like, homeless dude, David Cross, I'm not there, Allen Ginsberg. Yep. Yep. That was my That's good. Myself. Even in this one, I just, you can't not see it. The David Cross. They look the same. They, they look exactly the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. That is inspired casting. Yeah, really Todd is. Haynes, good job, buddy. Uh, and then my second question, which I'm, I'm happy with that because I feel the exact same way. Second question is music videos. Are you in? Are you out? Were you in when you were younger? Out when you're older? I don't think we watch music videos that much. I think the older you get, it's certainly not something you do. But I do actually find myself like on the big music videos, like This Is America and stuff like that. Mm. You find yourself like really being drawn to it. Maybe it's just also a new song and the video kind of goes with it. Possibly. But what, what's your stance on music videos as a general genre i wonder what the youths are up to because i mean i definitely consumed a ton of mtv as a child me too so that's how i got it so music videos were huge in my life probably up until like 2004 2005 ish and yeah Yeah. i don't even know how people seek them out we don't have cable we're millennials but youtube is certainly a thing and there's a flourishing community of of i mean there's there's tons of videos it's like videos 
a lot of people predicted that they would go by the wayside because there was no MTV to facilitate it, but Mm -hmm. they didn't foresee the internet, which was always going to be the thing that was going to deliver these things. And I think it's delivered art pieces that in in a lot of ways would never have made it onto what MTV had become at that point. And the reason why MTV faltered in the end is that it became a bloated mess of garbage. And and some of the biggest videos of the last decade, um, you can throw This Is America in there, but you can throw anything from Lemonade. You could throw fucking Gangnam Style in there. Well, There's all the videos are like, they're like long form now. Long and form now. you're really beholden to that three to four minute max yeah. uh, doing the videos that they were doing. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the cycle that's happened. Watch them on MTV when we were younger, and then now it's um, I kind of return back to them because it's a it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's an art piece. It is a moment. A moment. Right. Um, but yeah, even though I have the internet at my fingertips all day every day, I am still too fucking lazy to go to YouTube yeah. to look at a music video, even for bands I really like. So there's probably a ton of music videos by a lot of artists I deeply enjoy that I have never seen because I don't True that. care True that. enough. Real talk. We're gonna talk as we go along. We're gonna follow Bob Dylan's trajectory. Next week we're gonna talk more about MTV, uh, music videos of the time period, especially the the 1980s. And then we're going to keep going into kind of the excesses of the 80s where it gets really good. Uh, there's something like Thriller and it, there's something bad. We watched one. It's called An Excess <laughs> Mediate or whatever the fuck. Horrible. Absolutely one of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. But then we're going to get to more of our age. So by the end of this month, we're going to be talking more about the stuff we were consuming. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to talk about music videos of the post-MTV um, you know, day and age that we live in now. So really quick, and before we move on to the to the video at hand what are some of your all-time faves just like right off the bat that you can remember um not being a huge janet jackson fan two of the ones that stick in my mind are janet jackson videos scream uh scream with michael jackson Mm -hmm. the most at the time expensive music video ever made 1.2 million dollars well spent my friend well spent that video is fucking amazing it's iconic uh and also the song she did with buster rhymes gonna make gonna make gonna make what song is that Anyway, that also had a ton of CG. I just remember very vividly she's um, standing in this weird tube, and the oh, tube is yeah, made of her yeah, dress. Yeah, that's right. And she that's has right. uh, these long acrylic nails that have whole like rings, like earrings through them, like very cool. Oh, wow. So yeah, that video is amazing. And okay. Buster Rhymes like liquid at some point. I believe. Oh no! I, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the so, video. Okay, I gotcha. Those stick in my mind a lot. I mean, all of Tool's videos because that probably did not age well. <laughs> I'm it's sure it's like, horrible. <laughs> the CG is. Unwatchable, I imagine. Now we know. We're definitely checking out that video. Yeah, later. for sure. Watch for our scathing cheek later on. Um, but I mean, once it's stick in my head, tools were really... Tools were always Always cool. iconic because they had that fun sl- uh, stop motion animation stuff. Trent Reznor did a lot of fun stuff. Marilyn Manson did a lot of fun stuff. Um, we talked earlier about corn, you know, just oh, yeah, uh, my Freak unfortunate on a leash. dive into that. Let's we'll never talk right? about that. But uh, that was an iconic Freak video. Freak on a leash. I mean, that's the, the TRL. But even Alanis Morissette, four Alanises in a car for yeah, ironic, which is pretty cool. That's true, and I mean that makes me think of Outcast, where you have the oh, five yeah. Andre Benjamins like mm-hmm. doing Andre three thousand doing his his thing. Mm-hmm. That was a that was an iconic video, actually. That's yeah. a great song. But Runaway... I mean, Runaway, yeah, I think was the moment where... And that's and that gets into the internet age. I think that was probably the first one of, of being an internet adult where I did not have to Oh, I, my first one for that was uh, Lady Gaga's Telephone with there Beyonce. Um, that's true, that's true. And, that, and they're movies. I mean, like, that is a 34-minute film, and, and a Telephone was, I mean... That was like 15 minutes. Was, yeah, I think 12, 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a whole story, and it's got that Beyonce in there. And I would sure say, is. just going now, I, we obviously we mentioned This Is America, but... Uh, you know anything I mean Ape Shit just dropped and that was a really cool ass video too I, I don't know it, it's almost like a, yeah it's that event thing 
and I, I think we're still wowed by events in this culture, like where you drop a surprise album, just like the Carters did. Like, it's still possible to do that. I think Kanye was trying to cash in on that again, which he's done multiple times, but it did not work out for him. As you heard, I did not actually even recommend Yee. I just completely forgot it even came out, yeah. as you should. But like, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm curious to see where we keep going because even This Is America was an event. That was a big thing. So I'm curious to where we go. But we will talk more about that at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. John is in a basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. A man in a trench coat, bad job laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. Kelly, this song is iconic. This song is iconic. This video is iconic. This is part of Don't Look Back. We saw some of it in No Direction Home. But it's also a Don't Look Back, which we will watch one of these days. And they were just bored. And they had a camera. And so they set up and did a fun thing with cue cards. Um, it's Allen Ginsberg in the background with um, with Bob Newarth. Uh, one of Is that the other guy? Friend. That's the mm. friends. Yeah, exactly. Stick. So the video itself, uh, the one version that we know and knew for the longest time until uh, No Direction Home in 2005 came out was the one that is the most iconic, which is Bob just sitting in the Savoy, behind the Savoy Hotel in London, just taking the cue cards one by one. Live, no cuts, just straight on through. But there was actually three versions that were made. And you could actually watch today. If you search for this video on YouTube, you're, you're going to find uh, the one that sort of mixes all three of them together it's very cool um there's two other locations one on a hotel roof and one on a nearby garden the garden features ginsburg and new earth again with somebody that's still unknown to this day in the background and the hotel has new earth and tom wilson when you saw the difference between the two versions you could see what they were going for essentially just three versions of it they probably had no idea what they were doing they didn't try to interslice them together which even watching it now is kind of like it's they're pushing it. I don't know. Bit. It feels even more music video y that way because that's so like true. music videos are all about jump cuts. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's fair. And and I think that's true. And I think it, it's more of a music video today than it ever was back then. But what, what version do you prefer though? The one take continuous or like you see all that's happening in the background or cutting between Tom Wilson and you know, going to a garden where Alan Ginsberg's taking off his clothes, like what <laughs> it's just so bizarre, you know. I kinda wanna see the full versions of all of them, which yeah. we will at some point see, but I'm just curious, like th- does it add I mean I guess it adds a little, right? It's like a new version of it, but which one do you prefer? Yeah, I do like that it's more of a music video, but I think that's just tacked on at the end, like somebody else made that. But I mean the original's so cool. Just here's one take, the Bob and a bunch of cards and Alan Ginsberg just being there. <laughs> yeah. Did you know who helped write those cards? Donovan. Sarah. Oh, Donovan! What? <laughs> Donovan was there. Hell yeah! He helped out us along with with Ginsburg and New Earth. Nice. And I assume Tom Wilson was probably like, no. You guys can put the you guys. You guys are fine over here. So actually, it's it's weird too because um, one of the websites I kind of looked up some information on they they said that this was actually intended to be a a short music film is how they referred to it. There were French machines back in the day called. Scopatones, mm. Scopatones, uh, which were visual jukeboxes that would play a three minute, three minute music videos on sixteen millimeter. Oh shit! Film. So 
there is, I mean, this is way under three minutes, so you would definitely make that without a problem. So I think there was, that might be trying to fit into maybe a fad that was going on, but I think that further shows that there is no, they did not create the music video. Right, you know, right. These things existed. Other people be doing this, but but still you know none of those are remembered you know but apparently i i guess this probably never made it to one of those things because it made it into the don't look back documentary which was what it was always intended to be but i found that kind of interesting i had no idea that that sort of stuff existed it'd be cool to try to find some of this yeah some old what is it uh some old scopatones maybe that's the word you were always looking for kelly the visual audio like overlap, the feeling that you get. <laughs> Scopatone. <Scobitone. laughs> Not epiphone. Epiphony or whatever. Oh, yeah. E- euphony. 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 Epiphone is euphony. a guitar company, right? Epiphony. Um, Epiphone's not a word. Epiphone is the. Yeah. Epitome is the word you're looking Man, for. Man, this is a struggle bus. We can just uh, yeah, cut we'll that all out. <laughs> so I thought, I, I, like I said, I love this, uh, and I love how he uses the words. Um, of the song and sort of like even further confuses what he's supposed to be saying. I'm pretty confident in our little lyrical dive that we the we have the right lyrics. BobDylan.com, as always, as you know, is completely wrong. <laughs> it's not to be trusted for any Bob Dylan information. SOTWPod.com is your best bet. That is for now and literally forever. But I found it funny, you know, that he did write, you know, no dose, not... No dose of the brand, mm-hmm. but no dose. Um, but then instead of writing other stuff, you would write, you know, like dig yourself. And obviously the what at the end is pretty funny. I found the one one that was kind of like really good is when he sings the line, get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell. And he takes, I think, get sick and, and turns it over and the, the song is going. And his card says it's hard. And instead of like throwing it down right away, he like picks it back up for like extra emphasis. So I think there's a level of like, the get sick, get well is definitely the get on drugs, get off drugs, mm-hmm. right. Get off drugs, get on drugs, right. You know, that sort of cycle. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's like a meta commentary on his own. Like, he knows that something's, like, wrong. But I found it that it's hard, really interesting. And I think the same thing where uh, the lookout kid, you're going to get hit, and he, he holds up, here they come. You know, he sort of, mm-hmm. and I think these little tiny things that he did in that moment, too, have really inspired the rest of time as well because the, the the other videos we're going to talk about in a moment really play off of that where they start playing with the, the 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 lyrics that are in their videos and they start like doing the same thing where they either draw visual symbols or they have a little comment extra commentary almost and i think bob started that in his own video commenting on his own song yeah and doing things writing things like dig yourself and and pocket pocket meters like mm-hmm. he just spells it like that that's a comment Internet on yourself speak. But that's also talking about yourself and the way that you sing. Like, you understand. Um, because you, he has that own... drawl thing. Exactly. Pock and meet us. So I found that really fun. And um, and definitely as we go forward, and we'll talk about the, these couple of videos that we watched. Were, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Definitely self-aware. Yeah, very self-aware. All right, Kelly, let's talk about some of these uh, pretty quickly because you can go online and watch them yourself. So we'll give you the... Uh, the artist in this in the song and we'll just kind of talk about we're mainly going to be looking at technique we're going to be looking at how they used bob dylan's version and how they sort of updated it for their own ends so if there are more fuck it we don't have time so deal with it this is our list it's pretty pretty expansive and i think if you go on the internet and look something up 
you're going to see this list over and over. So Kelly, first one is we have to do Weird Al, Bob. I'm an Amrigal, a German am I. Never out or even if I had a high five. Madam, I'm Adam, too hot to hoot. No lemons, no melon, too bad I hit a brute. Lisa Bonet ain't no basil. definitely the most faithful of oh, all the ones yeah. we watched. I don't think it'll ever be topped. Yeah, I mean, it's he's even wearing the same outfit. And it took me Weird Al wearing the same exact outfit, doing the same exact thing to realize Bob Dylan is so tiny. I knew he was little, but like, oh my God, he's so tiny. Because yeah. Weird Al really takes up that whole Hulk's picture. Into that. Um, and also Han Solo kind of stole his look from Bob Dylan Ooh. a little bit. I'm just going to hot take real quick. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it's amazing that that entire song is palindromes. Oh, that it's is just true. incredible. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, other than the fact that this is obviously the same video as Subterranean Homesick Blues, it has nothing to do with Bob Dylan at all. No. He's singing it's the, in the same style. In the same sort of like And nasally. obviously everything visually is the same. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise it's a very masterfully sewn together collection of palindromes. Yeah. Very cool. But not only the, the, the way that he sounds, but also like... That he's like, all of it sounds like gibberish. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds like nonsense. Because it is. I mean, Doogie see God. A Toyota's a Toyota. Lisa Bonet ain't no basil. My comment about this song was, it makes as much sense as yay having a bottle of bread. There you go. It's 100% <laughs> right. Also, real talk, it is not Subterranean Homesick Blues that he is even parodying. And the video is really the parody. The song, if you're going to say anything, it's Bob Dylan's 115th Dream. Hmm. So we will revisit this parody Whenever we get Bob Dylan's 115.3, which is on this record. I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought I'd spot some land. I yelled for Captain e I have you understand. Who came running to the deck? Said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder. Cut the engines, change the sails. Haul on the bowline. We sang that melody like all tough sailors do when they're far away. It is one of my favorite songs, and that is going to be an epic podcast episode. Next up, Stephen Malcolm's Discretion Grove. Super budge, but I think it was absolutely intentional. Weird picture in picture, not just like it's Stephen Malcolm's. You see him with some friends behind him later in the video. It's like I'm free from pavement. I can have fun. Right? He's in like a weird classroom, and there's like a poster of the New York City skyline. He did. As it was, the song did come out in 2001. I'm assuming this is post 9 11, which is why New York City is behind him. Pre 9 11. Uh, Before 9 11. No, the picture, taken... the picture was of pre 9 11, okay. New York City. But I, this, why the fuck else would you do it? Unless... I feel like you wouldn't have put it out at all. If, like, after that happened, you. you so? w- oh, yeah, you wouldn't have put oh. it out. I was thinking it was like a. Like a. I don't Stephen Malcolm's ain't making that comment. Okay. That's, then why'd pick that? I think it came out August 4th, 2001. No, but like, why pick that at all? Is he from New York? No. Why where, pick that? Where is he from? I don't know. But I mean, like, why are you getting mad at people seemed, like no, taking New York City? It just seems so City? arbitrary. Like, Maybe Discretion Grove is a very particular New York feeling. It could be. Anyway. Wow. You're getting like deep into this artist guy. I mean, <laughs> I mean the artistry of it. I mean, it's weird. Because once you start nitpicking that, what about the rest of it? I mean, you can break the whole thing apart when you're just like, why? 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 Yeah. Why? 
So instead of having cue cards that are the lyrics of the song, it's somebody holding cards at a picture-in-picture screen in the bottom left-hand corner telling Steve Mountman's directions. Yeah. Like, hey, now do this pose in yoga. Yeah. Now pretend to shred guitar. Now, yes. And then he has friends behind him that are doing it too. Doing it too. so fun. My favorite ones were Run, Juggle, Play Possum, and Think of England. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty great. Yeah, that was a really fun... It reminded me of like the screens that have... You know, like the for if you're deaf, they have the person oh, underneath, yeah. you know, the doing the, mm-hmm. the hand signal. So I kind of read her as that. But then there's also other Stephen Malcolm's up in the corner, real tiny, yep. singing the song normally. Yep. Really a bizarre play. And I actually really enjoyed that take of it. So this is going to go high on my rankings of of uh, unofficial rankings. We were never going to rank I was going to say, were we supposed to rank these? We're definitely not ranking them, but that's high for me because mm-hmm. the song was okay. I like Pavement. I like Stephen Malkmus. I recommended his new album the last time we did this podcast. No, we didn't because we haven't done a podcast in two and a half months. <laughs> Our next song that we did is probably is like the first one always mentioned, and I, I hate that. So we're going to mention it third, and I hope that they really hate it as well. In Excess mediate oh, man. um so this is one that i feel like oh, is going to go into that great um two weeks from now when we talk about the excesses of the 80s this is one that we could easily talk about again mm. this was one of the worst music videos i've ever seen in my life i did appreciate them throwing it behind their backs i did appreciate them throwing the cards behind their backs littering for all to see instead of just littering on that soundstage on the soundstage or in the back alley of the savoy hotel but their hair, their whatever kind of saxophone you told me it was like an alto sax, right? It's a it's a soprano sax. A soprano sax. Mm-hmm. You look like a loser playing a <laughs> soprano. What's it called? Soprano. Soprano sax. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me let me temper that a bit. You're not a loser, but would you take a, a soprano sax and basically like walk out in the middle of a field? Junkyard. A junkyard. <laughs> True. No, 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 construction yard. Green screen okay. construction. <laughs> <laughs> and just and just play it just like you're fucking like living life of in excess i mean i don't know no shade on soprano sax players sorry do what you gotta do this I, is not their fault this is in excess's fault that's true put the blame where it belongs yeah what a hot mess i mean we just went through i'm assuming the members of the band uh Starting with Fringy McGee and, and ending up with a leather pants aviator face. So. This is the one, though, that you were thinking of earlier. This is the well-timed slow motion one because oh, fucking yeah, the okay. second guy, who I assume 100% is the basis, fucked everything <laughs> up. It was just like, oh, I can't really do it. And then it just slow motion to get the sound going back with his fuck up. And then it was fine. And that was the only one that I truly noticed was like. Right when the bassist stepped on to the stage. It was like fucking ruined it all. Amazing. So, so, but that is a great point too because a lot of these don't do the full on shot. They don't do the full one take the way Bob's doing. So there's automatically points lost on every one of these. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, but some of them do actually do the one take. So we're going to keep going. Les, Claypool, Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frogs Brigade, Buzzards of Green Hill. Were you ever a Primus fan? A little bit. Um, He's a great bassist. Uh, yeah, you cannot deny Les Claypool's uh, musical skill. He sounds like Primus. It does. I mean, this so this was contemporary with Primus. So Primus is still a band, and they have been since 1989, I believe. Uh, and this was like a really temporary. He's done this a couple times where he's done temporary side gigs for other. Weird I think reasons. he's had other Les Claypool stuff. Yeah, like this is his only one. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so this video is weird as fuck. 
And as with all Primus, there's like a handful of songs that I like, but most of it's just, you gotta be into weird, funky bass for the sake of weird, funky bass. All the funky bass. And it's the same, that same, like, just, I mean, it's so great and it's hard to play, but, ooh. Yeah. So, weird video. He's in red long johns and he's got a a fun hat and weird glasses and then scary frog people in hooded robes behind him. I'm assuming they're the flying frog baguette. So that's a hard pivot away from the original intent of this this song and this video. So, uh, but uh, no, I wasn't really a fan of it. But he did did do the classic, you know, just one at a time. Yeah. Taking it slow, but there wasn't a lot to read into it. There was no funny pictures. There also wasn't a lot of lyrics. Uh, Not a lot of lyrics. Pretty repetitive. The What is it? The green buzzers on a green hill get fast fat on roadkill. Like yeah. that was just over and over. Yeah. So if 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 that is interesting to you, then go ahead and check it out. Yeah. The one thing I did notice that I completely forgot about at the very beginning of this song and at the very end because that's how it works. The music video font. So the way music videos became to be right. known on MTV was it would say the title, the artist, the uh, record label, the and the album and director. And, and director. Yeah. But the font for alternative or metal videos was very specific, and this was it was the font on here, and I was like, oh, so we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Oh yeah, totally. To, uh, Feel, feels good. Yeah. Feels good. Next one up, anti flag turncoat. Such a two thousand. I know this song. Yeah, I was like, hey. Yeah. So this song, you know, but it's so two thousand three. Like it hurts. They are just hamming it up. Oh, the all hamming it up. All black with a red tie. Mm, thank you, early 2000s, that's what we do. 2003 is when this came out. But what do you expect from a band member's names of Justin Sane, Chris, Chris number two, and the drummer, Pathetic? I gotta say, I did learn what he says in this song because I didn't. I had no oh, idea. I misheard the lyrics. No, no, no. Even the name of the song. I've never heard the name of the song. I thought for sure. In the chorus he was saying, Psycho Killer. It's Turco. The name of the song is Turco. What he's saying is Turco. And I don't even think the next word is killer, but I just made it up in my head. Turco. Kila. Yeah. Aya. Faith. Oh, thief. See? Criminal. Wet. Yeah. So, very 2003, very much a George Bush song. And I kind of joke about them, but I like they released a record called American Fall that I still go back to today, like last year, and I love it. Uh, it's such a guilty pleasure, and they're they're great. I mean, they're really great musicians. Chris Number Two is a great basis I mean, for all. They're work. adorable. It's very two thousand. Yeah, and they're very like it's a very long time ago at this point. But they're I mean they're way older now. But uh, there was only a moment here where they had the guy, uh, I assume a homeless guy, with cardboard. And yeah. he was doing really quick and only for yeah, a moment. Yeah, I put actual homeless in quotes instead well, of Alan Ginsberg homeless. True. Well, maybe it's actually who knows, I'm but sure it's but okay. also. The, well, the band is just weirdly like hamming it up behind Justin and Justin's like singing his song and then the homeless guy like what a weird scenario to be like just pull these down I guess and then just like throw it everyone's like looking at you've been everything just to throw it away you've been passing off the flame just to spin in our face So very 2003. Steve Earle, Jerusalem. He decided he wasn't going to do it. He was going to hire someone else to do the cards. Oh. Because it's just his floating face. Oh, oh, that's this video. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. And the image is going and then there's like a little boy back there like just taking the cards yep. as they go. Oh yeah, oh my God, what the fuck? Creepy shots of children. Yep. 
I feel like I'm watching a commercial about an animal shelter. <laughs> oh, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a that's a it's a bummer. It's a bummer of a video. I mean, it's it's, it's a actually, good song. The lyrics are actually pretty uplifting for a pop country song, and like very light on the country. The only reason I even would classify that is because I said T- CMT in the corner. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. fair. No, Steve Earle is Steve Earle's dope, and uh, and really cool. He's also a character on The Wire. There's a lot of Steve Earle stuff. We'll have to get into that some other day. Sundowner. This war is noise. I would say this gets an uptick because it was a live video, straight on through. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, there was no cuts or anything like mm. that. It was that, you know, really, really grainy shot uh, there in Chicago. Oh, right. Yeah, This so this came out in 2007, but it was made to look like it was a home video from the 50s. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. Except for Brendan Kelly running in with his, like, modern clothes, right. giving him back the... So do you know who Sundowner is? No. Okay, so Lauren's Arms. So this is Chris, the lead singer of the Lawrence Arms, mm. who lives in Portland today. He is Sundowner. Uh, so he released these uh, these videos, the, these albums under the name of Sundowner. And Brendan Kelly, who's the bassist and the other singer in the Lawrence Arms, directed the video. And he was the one who was, like, after he threw down the chorus of the uh, the cards, you know, because this war is noise and he threw it on the ground. That's Brendan coming in to pick up the chorus for later on <laughs> for him to then later show. Nice. So I, I kind of like bystander that. cheating, refilling the yeah, cards. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of love that because it was a live one. So, and I love Sundowner and I love the Lawrence Arms like to death. So that one's got a special place. I like song a lot. Yeah, the song's really good. And this war is noise is obviously, again, that's another very much like a different life of a song. Like it's a long time ago at this point. All right, then we're going to have two hip-hop songs back-to-back, which was kind of fun because I didn't realize that that had happened. Um, the first one is Evidence. The song is called The Far Left. I will admit that I don't really know much about the song. I was very much concentrating on the cue, the, the cards, mm-hmm. the cue cards, and how they were fucking around with the jump cuts. Like, this was just one where it's like, bro, just stand here and just take those cue cards, and we will, in edit, we'll, we'll get it to work. And that's what 100% what happened. Yeah, I did like the font that they were using. They did have like some good handwriting situation and some good pictures too. They were I, they might have had one of the better, like they they focused Visuals. a lot on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the song was whatever, um, and they did use some some slow mo to catch that back up sometimes. And I just put Froggy Fresh because it was like <laughs> this is like some sad sad yeah. hip hop. But the very last guy, because there's like three guys that do the it. The second guy, though, was also whack. Oh, like, horrible. They were terrible. Horrible. I did not, I don't know if I honestly even got to the third guy. Yeah. I think I just kind of zoned So, out. and I was like, I don't know if I can make it through this video. But the last guy really saved it okay. because he was having a blast. Like, this is ridiculous. And it's like his rapping style was way better. Maybe he, just, it was all his idea to be honest. I don't know, maybe. Like, I'm stumped. This yeah. is great. But it's a, yeah, it's a rough go. Not, not something I would listen to again. And the video was... It was just easy. It just like bunk. It looked it very bunk. much. I mean, it's not even, and they didn't actually, another thing, they didn't actually follow through completely. If you're going to follow through, be like the next guy. Be like Mally and the Sundance Kid. They at least, I mean, they took it to extremes that are 21st century only with the iPad mm-hmm. and just like two friends just hanging out yeah. in regular clothes. But at least they went to a back alley. At least they had the two friends in the background. Like, Evidence didn't bring any of that. There was no, no evidence that they had ever seen the video that they were parroting. Nice. Did it. Mally and the Sundance Kid, airtime. That's air as in an heir to a throne. How did you feel about that? Um, it. Uh, he also seemed to be having fun. Like he, the 
he nodded after every time he would swipe the thing. Like, he would be like, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, swiping. So this is an iPad. Just want to make that very clear. Right. Which so is kind of fun. It was vacillating between annoying and, and like cute. Mm-hmm. So, and I really liked when he would say the lyrics. He'd be like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Mally's <laughs> the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. But it did this weird thing where it zoomed into like him on a throne. And that was really rough. Yeah. Well, and my favorite was that you swipe to the end of that verse. And then the next swipe is him oh. Inside the, iPad. inside the yeah. iPad. And then we have to go in the iPad. And I was like, okay, that's kind of fun because then we're going to get a cool out of the iPad moment. I thought for sure he would be on the throne. Next verse would be him doing it again. And then we would zoom back out. No. No. We just basically went over some fake scrolls and stuff. Yeah, that and then was we're, really weird. I, it didn't even look good. It no, looked it it was, terrible. It was like this coffee table right here. And I just threw some, some fucking like weird spiral notebooks and shit. Yeah, just spiral notebooks and yeah. stuff. Like, what am I trying to pass off? It was really bad. And then it just went back to the iPad without any explanation, and then never left again. Yeah. And and then even the friends at the end, he walked over and like you know just gave him high fives and handshakes, and then like he walked away, and then they walked a different direction. And I'm like, you didn't even you didn't stick the landing, man. You, yeah. you they have to shake hands or whatever or tap canes or whatever they have and walk in opposite directions. That's the whole bit. So he failed at the at the end to really drive it home. Uh, I I liked everything except for the zooming into the him. The zooming into because it, like the lip sync was terrible and he just like it was really bad. But it's kind of fun. Yeah. So so anybody out there who's starting a band and doing stuff, you can still make it at the best. Bob Dylan parody. You know, Weird Al is what you're you're going for, but you don't have to be a one to one parody. Some of these get a little close, but I think you guys can can do it can do it well. So let's keep this going. If you have a band, now's the time. Put it out there. Would you watch any of these again, Kelly? Oh, is that all you did? That's it. Oh yeah, was there another one? Oh, the the matches salty eyes was fucking amazing. Oh, that was no. so good. Yeah. I just had to stop at some point. I was yeah. like, I can't do it. The Bob Roberts thing was stupid. Apparently, it's part of a movie by the same name. Oh. Wall Street rap, which I mean, that's really funny. But and the Bell and Sebastian thing, it was only like two oh, seconds of it um, yeah. that they were doing the cards. But the song's about Bob Dylan, so yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, the matches Salty Eyes. So it was 2006, and instead of using cue cards, they used TVs. Every word is on a TV, and they're just throwing the TVs on the ground as they go, and then it's like slow motion destruction of TVs. It is so well done. Like I don't know if they cut it a bunch because it doesn't look like it. It looks like a single take, and they're like exhausted and like hurting themselves when they throw it on the ground, and it's so fucking cool. So that was my favorite really? version, other than um, than We Are Now, just because that was such yeah. a straightforward but good parody. Like, but this so was instead like, of like a lazy iPad, it's like we're taking it to like the it next was, extreme. I mean, really wasteful, <laughs> just like incredibly wasteful. Uh, and but it must have taken so much coordination and effort. Like, those TVs are fucking heavy. We're not talking about flat screen TVs. Yeah. We're talking about big ass like glass TVs. Oh yeah, and just yeah, just, throw them on the ground. And no, just, it's that's like a hard. dance. It's like a crazy. It was so cool. Damn. Yeah. So the song is fine. Yeah. Um, but the match is salty eyes. Take four minutes and go watch that because okay. it's a fucking cool piece of film. There you go. So don't do what I did, which is just stop there. <laughs> but before we go, the very last thing I want to talk about is the wonderful, wonderful Minnesota tourism ad. That's really what we're here for. It's really kind of wonderful. Hey, have you heard the news? Land of 10,000 things to do. More sandy beaches than Sarasota. More to explore in Minnesota. 
See the land that the Vikings discovered, but still plenty left for you to uncover. Hop, skip, jump, or jet ski the Mississippi. Later on, check out the spoon and cherry. So many sights, it's way beyond reason. Museums and malls are always in season. You're in luck if you love to miss, or just want to eat one on a dish. More thrills there is never a shortage, even under a heavy canoe on a portage. We may not be. Com. Do you want to go to Minnesota now that you watch that, where you learn that they have a land of a thousand lakes and they're not on the equator? But it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, and the pictures are really good. I really appreciated that too. And also some of those voices, Dessa. I think she's definitely a thing. Those were definitely people, like real artists. Wow. And I liked it. There was like six of them. It wasn't just one person singing or whatever. What is it called? Uh, for the people at home, it would be called Explore Minnesota Radio Video. I'll play a little bit of it below, especially yeah, at the Yeah, Minnesota really must good. be the name of their tourism board. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, 2012, though. came out a long time ago. What did Bob do a vid like this? Wait, did Bob do a vid like this? Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what? Yeah, what are you even <laughs> talking about? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, they should have got Bob Dylan to sing it, though. They did not have his money. No. And he's probably like, Minnesota, you're fine. I mean... It would have been cool if Bob Dylan was like, yeah, I'll do that. Buried in Minnesota? Probably get buried in LA or something. It's where he's lived most of it. Or New York, even. In a tomb. In a bunker. No. Okay, Kelly, that seems about enough of this for me. We watched more videos in one week than we've ever watched on this show, ever before. Mm, More than I've watched in the last year. Yeah, so this is going to be a really fun, really fun uh, month. I think so. So this is the very first one. Next week, if you don't know, we're going to be listening to Joker Man off of 1983's Infidels. Uh, it's a great fucking song. So uh, enjoy that. We're going to be out on Monday with uh, with the song itself and kind of going into it. And we'll be back next Thursday to talk about the video. The video is also bonkers crazy and I'm sure it has a, a couple of parodies itself. So we're going to dive into that when we get there. But otherwise, that's it. Have a great weekend. We are now 100% weekly. So we'll see you on Monday. In the meantime. In the meantime. Get out of the Twitter. And let us know your favorite 80s music videos or 90s music videos so we can talk about them and watch them because there's a lot we haven't seen. Especially 80s. Not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Not my wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. So please let me know. And if you know any parody videos that maybe aren't on the big list about Joker Man and stuff like that, hit me up. Just SOTWpod.com. Just like apropos of nothing. Tell me. And we'll throw your name out there on Twitter. And we'll definitely talk about I'll throw your name out there on the podcast and we'll definitely talk about it if it is, you know, truly uh, connected. But I can hear the train coming. Yeah, what the... So it's time to go. White people love trains. So <laughs> we gotta go... I'm gonna go hang out with the other white guys just staring at the train. Oh, God. Gotta leave the blockhouse. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never did like Patreon. That's what I was trying to oh. lead you into. <laughs> All right, well, we also have a Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash SOTWpod. Uh, you can name the blockhouse, so next time that a train goes by, I could just say the name of the place that you said. Cool. Yeah, the blockhouse.
Kelly, we're back, and it feels it feels good. <laughs> it feels good to really be back. It feels like we're competent. It feels like we're on top of it. It's like we it. know what we're doing, and we never left. We never left. Because so we never did. We never did. And also, the everybody out there who's been listening to it, it's been really overwhelming and very cool. So please, you know, if you if you don't follow us on Twitter or you don't follow us on Instagram or whatever, please do. And please get in touch with us. We, we definitely mean it. Even if you can't give to Patreon, just talk to us. We just want to know that you're listening. We just want to be friends. Want friends. We just want your input. So hit us up. Hit us up. We are here. Really really so are you ready for jumping in? You must and everything will be all right, all in good time. And all the pages that I wrote, so starry-eyed, so starry-eyed.